Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Friday short show here on Drive Time Lincoln. I am Jack Riggins. Kayla, hey, I, Caleb Henry, <laughs> is on. Um, real quick, we're going to get to two special guests. Um, if you're following the national news, it's just an interesting thing. The kind of the fight between Disney and Florida governor and Florida lawmakers. Um, if you didn't know, uh, Disney's been stripped of kind of their special privileges of essentially owning their own land and controlling their own land. We'll see where that goes, but I think we need to pay attention to that because it's kind of a very open fight. Um, I I will talk more next week, but I think it's interesting that both former President Obama and Hillary Clinton are kind of getting back into the national psyche, talking about doing something about disinformation. And I think that that argument, if you will, uh, depends on how you feel about social media, if you will, and mass media over the last couple of years. Uh, But nonetheless, I mean, we're headed for some kind of different culture fight on that topic um, hey, we're going to break it down uh, to some local and national issues with uh, Dan Parsons, uh, CEO of Parsons Public Relations, a small business owner himself, and Jessica Meligoon, Meligin. She's going to hammer me for that because I just practiced it. Uh, she's, she's the director for Center for Technology and Innovation at the Competitive Enterprise Institute. And she said, Jack, a lot of people have a hard time with it. But hey, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having us. How many times did I practice that? You made a great effort, and you know what? It's your radio show, so you can pronounce names any way you want. Well, we we like to somewhat sound educated, (laughs) although we're we're not. I mean, I did graduate from the University of Nebraska, where the N stands for knowledge. That's not how you pronounced it one time in practice, by the way. No, I totally had stage fright there. Well, hey, guys, talk to us about this antitrust stuff going on in Congress and uh, what that means for small business owners and business owners around the nation and here in Nebraska. Well, I'm going to let Dan tell you about the small business part, but I I just wanted to kind of tell everyone what's on the table here. Um, What this is is antitrust law, a big expansion of it, um, aimed pretty specifically for the moment at what they think is just big tech. Um, And they're cashing in on a lot of frustration, anger, just like the issues you were talking about, the content moderation, the social media stuff. Um, There's a lot of frustration on the right about that. And they're kind of trying to blur the lines with this antitrust legislation. And I just, you know, want to caution people that that's not what this is. You know, this, like I said, Dan will tell you sort of about the small business ramifications of it. But I just want to be clear that this legislation does a lot of harm, but it does nothing to address those speech issues. And I think that's a really important part to lay out for people. So would you say real quick before we get to Dan, I mean, the way it's written or the way it's being advertised, is it's a little misleading to average everyday folks? Well, I think that politicians being politicians, um, you know, they part of their job is to pick up on sort of, you know, where the zeitgeist is. What are people talking about? And more specifically, what are people upset about? And I think this is an area where it's really tempting to roll the antitrust bills in with things that are about content moderation and speech. But that's really not what these bills do. These these bills make it, um, like we said, more difficult for the small businesses that rely on these big platforms. But also for the platforms themselves, there's a real risk to a lot of services and products that we've all come to depend on even more with the pandemic. So, you know, there's going to be some restrictions on Prime, on Amazon. Um, there's going to be less 
quality search results from Google. When you type in, you know, you're traveling and you're looking for a restaurant, Google's not going to be able to suggest its own map services with small businesses on there anymore because that's something they're calling self-preferencing and they're making illegal. So I just, I think it's a great time for people to get really educated about what this bill does and doesn't do. Yeah, I appreciate it. Dan, as a small business owner yourself here in the area, um, what can people expect to see your impacts um, to their business and us as consumers? Well, exactly. And and as Jessica suggested, I mean, this will have an impact not only on, on any business, but certainly small businesses, startup. I mean, you're well aware, Jack, of of the vibrant startup community we have here in Lincoln and Omaha. And, uh, you know, a lot of those folks are, are tech related, but, uh, you know, just, just the fact that, uh, uh, that limit the opportunities for small businesses to grow and expand by, you know, by banning acquisitions of, of, from larger companies, it would, you know, raise the cost of advertising online. I mean, uh, as a small business, I rely on, on obviously social media to not only promote my own business, but uh, my clients' uh, ideas and businesses. And it's going to put us at a disadvantage. And, uh, and, and as Jessica suggested, I mean, it's being couched in, uh, it's really a, a you know, it, it, it's, it's disingenuous to suggest it's going to solve problems. When in fact it's uh, we're taking a hammer to something that's going to make things uh, even more difficult, and so yeah, so we're just trying to educate folks that uh, you know uh, there's a bill in the Senate uh, currently, and uh, Senator Sass, who sits as you know on the Judiciary Committee, did vote against it, uh, but we do expect uh, that's not going to be the end of it. There could very well be a vote uh, coming up yet uh, this. Uh, early spring or uh, late spring or early summer. And so we're just trying to uh, educate uh, consumers and businesses about the dangers of this uh, antitrust bill. So what I'm gathering is, well, first of all, you're right. One of the things I enjoy about Nebraska and Eastern Nebraska, but even out West is we do have a lot of mom and pop and we do have a a vibrant, really young tech startup and, and still, um, that uh, entrepreneur spirit is still alive in Nebraska, although I would think, in, as we know, in modern times, it's moving to tech. And what it sounds like to me is some of this legislation will essentially throw the favor into large companies. Am I right there? Well, I think that what, you know, what this is at its most basic part here is a huge expansion of government regulation. So, you know, in the policy world, we talk about antitrust regulation, antitrust law. That sounds like it's something special, but what it basically is is a bunch of regulations. Okay. And that's what this bill is. A lot more restrictions on the business decisions and then maybe new and vibrant arrangements that businesses could come to. And, of course, that's key, like you were saying, to this entrepreneurial spirit. We're trying new things and we're partnering in different ways. And I think that um, there's been sort of this effort traditionally from the left, but on this issue, also from some people on the right, to pit the big companies against the small companies. But anyone who works in in this industry can tell you it's really much more symbiotic than that. If you think about these smaller businesses in and around Nebraska, think about the national and sometimes global reach that they have because they are on Amazon or they are partnering with Google on different platforms, and that can be advertising or direct sales. But, you know, 
this is a huge boon for so many people and so many small businesses. Why in the world are we turning it over to the bureaucratic Federal Trade Commission to come in and micromanage those new arrangements and decisions? We don't want a mother may I type of innovation sector, right? We want people who go out there and they do it boldly and they benefit people and they're testing it in the marketplace. And, you know, all of us can think of countless examples of that. Things that we do online now, we take for granted that 10 years ago weren't the case. And, And of course, during COVID, we really saw that benefit. We really saw that so many small businesses were able to survive and uh, do curbside delivery or, or update their hours or communicate about what the safety protocols were because they were doing it you know, on these big platforms. They had their own Facebook page um, or they could advertise with Google. There's so many real problems that Congress could be addressing in our economy that it sort of boggles the mind that what they want to do is come in and you know, basically break prime. Yeah, that's uh, you. You said it all really well because I think, to be honest with you, until I kind of listened to how you explained it, it, it was very easy for me. And now I've kind of thought about it um, to go into that big versus small instead of understanding the symbiotic relationship um, that I'm at this moment thinking. Oh yeah, this is capitalism working together between bigger companies and smaller companies without government interference that's allowing this to happen. Am I describing that right? Kind of in layman's terms. That's exactly the right instincts. And that's why, you know, what I attribute any support from the right on for this is that the speech issues have been sort of muddled up with all of this. And, you know, whatever anyone's, perhaps very legitimate beef with these tech companies um, about specific decisions and political bent. I'm here to tell you that is a very different animal than growing the federal bureaucracy. It certainly will not stay just in tech. It will bleed out into other industries. And this bill will do nothing to address those speech issues. And I think that um, that's especially important to remember for conservatives, because, you know, if, if the pundits are correct, you know, the Republican Party is on the cusp of winning back, you know, probably both houses of Congress. So at the very least, why not put this conversation on this bill on ice and talk about it when Republicans are in control? You know, I, I get why the Democrats want to do this. They're in control. That might be ending. And also they love big government. They trust government bureaucrats more than they trust consumers in the free market. But for people on the right, this is really a time uh, to educate yourself and and think through what the unintended consequences of legislation like that might be. Yeah, well well said. I mean, that's the thing, right? Is some of this legislation goes in and and you're fired up, um, say about uh, some of the opinions of political nature on these subjects without thinking about how the free market's working within it to benefit a mass majority. And in the end of the day, what at least most conservatives can agree on is less government and less regulation on things. And some of this can get by you. And next thing you know, um, we're working in an environment that's not advantageous to everybody, especially small business. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Jack. You know, one of the things that caught my attention uh, on this issue is just the really bipartisan uh, and broad support there is uh, against this uh, legislation. For example, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is very involved in this, and they've they've, uh, written a a number of policy uh, papers and and lobbied uh, members of Congress and 
and, uh, and and has some you know connection uh, uh, possibly with uh, uh, with also the concern for cybersecurity. Um, you know uh, your military background. I mean, there's there's uh, at least the possibility that foreign owned and, and controlled foreign influence. Uh, in the United States could be compromised. And Well, uh, I'll just say, I, I don't think there's a possibility. I mean, in the great game, as we like to call it, between nations, um, it's just a real thing that goes on. How effective it is, uh, right, is the question. Um, but that is absolutely what nations do to each other. And, and frankly, we're no different. But um, I sure. would say that uh, when it comes to outside entities and uh, using those mechanisms, those are absolutely in play. Yeah, and there's parts of this legislation that we're talking about that in an effort to get to sort of fairness and openness, what it does is forces the bigger platforms to allow access onto their platforms for these smaller competitors, which sounds great until you think about it for 30 seconds and realize, you know, where is that smaller competitor? What, what foreign country is that smaller competitor in? You know, it doesn't say you have to do this for U.S. vetted, secured companies. It says, for any smaller competitor. So uh, you know, right. that's a, <laughs> Wow. That, so I'm sorry. I'm yeah. almost in shock because I'm, I'm thinking back <laughs> to the old days of spoofing IP addresses and masking, you know, where you're really from and things like yeah. that. And, uh, wow, you, 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 in a way just really talk, wow, about Pandora's box there. And then all of a sudden back to our original thing, the effect on Americans and small business America and the American economy in general. Yeah, and we really take for granted as consumers, you know, we're very blessed to have these tech companies be our home companies, right? These these companies are U.S.-based companies, and they grew up with a certain, even if we don't agree always with their political decisions, they, you know, they do so much to protect U.S. consumers. The amount of safety and security and privacy vetting, um, Apple's probably the best example, but for all of the big tech companies that we take for granted, you know, I'm an Apple iPhone sure. user and I never think twice about an app I download being unsafe. I do worry about it being a waste of money, but that's fair. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't worry about um, it being secretly run by, you know, a, a company in a country that we're not friendly with, right? Because Apple's already vetted it. And right. not only have they vetted it with AI technology, but they actually have human software engineers going through using it and checking it out. You know, that's the sort of thing that gets caught up in, oh, well, you're, you know, Apple, you're being mean and you're being a bully and you're excluding other apps. Well, yeah, of course they're excluding other apps. If you don't pass the test of safety and privacy, you don't get in. Yeah. And for me as a consumer, that's part of why I'm an Apple customer. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of malicious it, stuff and there's a lot of malicious yeah. intent in there. Um Without a doubt, um, again, we're on with uh, Dan Parsons from Parsons Public Relations, CEO, uh, small business owner himself, Jessica Melugin. Melugin? Melugin. Yeah, bingo. Did I get it? Melugin. I think this interview is a success just based on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, director of the Center for Technology Innovation at uh, the Competitive Enterprise Institute. Guys, what can what can the average citizen do? Get in touch with their state senators, congressmen, and, you know, kind of keep them focused on these issues? Yeah, thanks, Jack. Yeah, exactly. This education campaign that we're starting here in Nebraska is really – centered on our members of Congress. And as I mentioned, uh, we're thankful for Senator Sass and his vote in Judiciary Committee, uh, this one specific bill 
uh, he, he did not vote to advance it. And uh, so, yes, letters and phone calls to Senator Sass's office and thank him and, and encourage him to continue to to, to uh, oppose uh, these uh, this legislation. Uh, Senator Fisher, uh, you know, she has not had a chance to to vote on this yet. It has not come up before the full Senate. So Senator Fisher and then and then the Congress, uh, congressional members as well. So, yeah, that's where we need to hear from consumers uh, and small business, uh, nonprofits and, and large businesses that uh, that understand that this is not the solution that we need. Well, I want to thank you both for being on Drive Time, Lincoln. Appreciate your time and what you're doing. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having us. You bet. Thank you, Jack. All right. Have a good weekend. Thank you. All right. uh, Interesting stuff. Uh, Breaking news. Charles Herbster uh, is and has filed a a lawsuit against uh, Julie Slama, and that just hit the wire. So here we go, Nebraska. I mean, I think you could have expected that in our GOP primary. Have a great weekend, 14993 KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Want today's top news stories? Top Husker stories? You can get them sent straight to your inbox every afternoon. Just sign up for the daily for free at KLIN.com.